0: red dog story number seven of mowgli from the jungle books by rudyard kipling this librivox recording is in the public domain red dog red dog red dog for our white and our excellent knights for the knights of swift running Fair ranging, far seeing, good hunting, sure cunning. For the smells of the dawning untainted ere dew has departed, for the rush through the mist and the quarry blind started, for the cry of our mates when the sambor has wheeled and is standing at bay, for the risk and the riot of night, for the sleep at the lair mouth by day, it is met, and we go to the fight. Bay O oh Bay. It was after the letting in of the jungle that the pleasantest part of Mowgli's life began He had the good conscience that comes from paying debts all the jungle was his friend and just a little afraid of him The things that he did and saw and heard when he was wandering from one people to another with or without his four companions would make many many stories each as long as this one so you will never be told how he met the mad elephant of mandla who killed two-and-twenty bullocks drawing eleven carts of coin silver to the government treasury and scattered the shiny rupees in the dust how he fought jakala the crocodile all one long night in the marshes of the north and broke his skinny knife on the brute's backplates how he found a new and longer knife round the neck of a man who had been killed by a wild boar And how he tracked that boar and killed him as fair price for the knife How he was caught up once in the great famine by the moving of the deer and nearly crushed to death in the swaying hot herds How he saved Hathi the silent from being once more trapped in a pit with a stake at the bottom and how next day He himself fell into a very cunning leopard trap and how Hathi broke the thick wooden bars to pieces above him how he milked the wild buffaloes in the swamp, and how... But we must tell one tale at a time. Father and Mother Wolf died, and Mowgli rolled a big boulder against the mouth of their cave, and cried the death-song over them. Baloo grew very old and stiff, and even Bagheera, whose nerves were steel and whose muscles were iron, was a shade slower on the kill than he had been akela turned from gray to milky white with pure age his ribs stuck out and he walked as though he had been made of wood and mowgli killed for him but the young wolves the children of the disbanded sioni pack throve and increased and when there were about forty of them masterless full-voiced clean-footed five-year-olds akela told them that they ought to gather themselves together and follow the law and run under one head as befitted the free people this was not a question in which mowgli concerned himself for as he said he had eaten sour fruit and he knew the tree it hung from but when Fao, son of Fauna, his father was the great tracker in the days of Akela's headship fought his way to the leadership of the pack according to the jungle law and the old calls and songs began to ring under the stars once more Mowgli came to the council rock for memory's sake When he chose to speak the pack waited till he had finished and he sat at Akela's side on the rock above Phao. Those were days of good hunting and good sleeping No stranger cared to break into the jungles that belonged to Mowgli's people as they call the pack and the young wolves grew fat and strong, and there were many cubs to bring to the looking over. Mowgli always attended a looking over, remembering the night when a black panther bought a naked brown baby into the pack. And the long call Look, look well, O oh wolves made his heart flutter. Otherwise, he would be far away in the jungle with his four brothers, tasting, touching, seeing, and feeling new things. One twilight, when he was trotting leisurely across the ranges to give Aquila the half of a buck that he had killed, while the four jogged behind him, sparring a little and tumbling one another over for joy of being alive, he heard a cry that had never been heard since the bad days of Sher Khan. It was what they call in the jungle the feel, a hideous kind of shriek that the jackal gives when he is hunting behind a tiger, or when there is a big killing afoot. If you can imagine a mixture of hate, triumph, fear, and despair, with a kind of leer running through it, you will get some notion of the feel that rose and sank and wavered and quavered far away across the Wangonga. The four stopped at once, bristling and growling. Mowgli's hand went to his knife, and he checked. The blood in his face, his eyebrows knotted. There is no striped one dare kill here, he said. That is not the cry of the forerunner, answered Grey Brother. It is some great killing listen it broke out again half sobbing and half chuckling just as though the jackal had soft human lips then mowgli drew deep breath and ran to the council rock overtaking on his way hurrying wolves of the pack feo and akela were on the rock together and below them every nerve strained sat the others the mothers and the cubs were cantering off to their lairs, for when the field cries, it is no time for weak things to be abroad. They could hear nothing except the waingunga rushing and gurgling in the dark, and the light evening winds among the treetops, till suddenly across the river a wolf called. It was no wolf of the pack, for they were all at the rock. The note changed to a long, despairing bay, and, DOLE, it said, DOLE, DOLE, DOLE. They heard tired feet on the rocks, and a gaunt wolf, streaked with red on his flanks, his right forepaw useless and his jaws white with foam, flung himself into the circle and lay gasping at Mowgli's feet good hunting under whose headship said feo gravely good hunting one tola am i was the answer he meant that he was a solitary wolf fending for himself his mate and his cubs in some lonely lair as do many wolves in the south One tola means an outlier one who lies out from any pack then he panted and they could see his heartbeats shake him backward and forward what moves said feo for that is the question all the jungle asks after the field cries the dole the dole of the deccan red dog the killer they came north from the south saying the deccan was empty and killing out by the way When this moon was new there were four to me my mate and three cubs She would teach them to kill on the grass plains Hiding to drive the buck as we do who are of the open At midnight. I heard them together full tongue on the trail at the dawn wind I found them stiff in the grass Four free people four when this moon was new then I sought my blood right and found the dole. "'How many?' said Mowgli quickly. The pack growled deep in their throats. "'I do not know. Three of them will kill no more. But at the last, they drove me like the buck. On my three legs they drove me. Look, free people.' He thrust out his mangled forefoot, all dark with dried blood. There were cruel bites low down on his side, and his throat was torn and worried. "'Eat,' said Akela, rising up from the meat Mowgli had brought him, and the outlier flung himself on it. "'This shall be no loss,' he said humbly, when he had taken off the first edge of his hunger. "'Give me a little strength, free people, and I also will kill.' my lair is empty that was full when this moon was new and the blood debt is not all paid Phao heard his teeth crack on a haunchbone and grunted approvingly we shall need those jaws said he were there cubs with the dole nay nay red hunters all grown dogs of their pack heavy and strong for all that they eat lizards in the deccan what juan tola had said meant that the dole the red hunting dog of the deccan was moving to kill and the pack knew well that even the tiger will surrender a new kill to the dole they drive straight through the jungle and what they meet they pull down and tear to pieces though they are not as big nor half as cunning as the wolf they are very strong and very numerous the dole for instance do not begin to call themselves a pack till they are a hundred strong whereas forty wolves make a very fair pack indeed mowgli's wanderings had taken him to the edge of the high grassy downs of the deccan and he had seen the fearless doles sleeping and playing and scratching themselves in the little hollows and tussocks that they use for lairs. He despised and hated them because they did not smell like the free people, because they did not live in caves, and, above all, because they had hair between their toes while he and his friends were clean-footed. But he knew, for Hathi had told him, What a terrible thing a Dole hunting pack was. Even Hathi moves aside from their line, and until they are killed or till game is scarce, they will go forward. Akela knew something of the Dole's, too, for he said to Mowgli quietly, It is better to die in a full pack than leaderless and alone. This is good hunting, and my last." but as men live thou hast very many more nights and days little brother go north and lie down and if any live after the dole has gone by he shall bring thee word of the fight ah said mowgli quite gravely must i go to the marshes and catch little fish and sleep in a tree or must i ask help of the log and crack nuts while the pack fight below it is to the death," said Akela. "Thou hast never met the Dole, the Red Killer, even the striped one." "Awa, oh, awa," uh, oh, uh, said Mowgli, pettingly. "I have killed one striped ape, and sure am I in my stomach that Sher Khan would have left his own mate for meat to the Dole if he had wended a pack across three ranges." Listen now. "'There was a wolf, my father, and there was a wolf, my mother, "'and there was an old gray wolf, not too wise, he is white now, "'was my father and my mother. "'Therefore I—' He raised his voice. "'I say that when the Dole come, and if the Dole come, "'Mowgli and the free people are of one skin for that hunting.' And I say by the bull that bought me, by the bull Bagheera, paid for me in the old days which ye of the pack do not remember, I say that the trees and the river may hear and hold fast if I forget. I say that this, my knife, shall be as a tooth to the pack, and I do not think it is so blunt. This is my word which has gone from me thou dost not know the dole man with a wolf's tongue said juan tola i look only to clear the blood debt against them ere they have me in many pieces they move slowly killing out as they go but in two days a little strength will come back to me and i will turn again for the blood debt but for ye free people my word is that ye go north and eat but little for a while till the dole are gone there is no meat in this hunting Ha! hear the outlier said mowgli with a laugh free people we must go north and dig lizards and rats from the bank lest by any chance we meet the dole he must kill out our hunting grounds while we lie hid in the north till it please him to give us our own again he is a dog and the pup of a dog red yellow bellied lairless and haired between every toe he counts his cubs six and eight at the litter as though he were chikai the little leaping rat surely we must run away free people and beg leave of the peoples of the north for the offal of dead cattle ye you know the saying north are the vermin south are the lice we are the jungle choose ye O oh, choose it is good hunting for the pack for the full pack for the lair and the litter for the in kill and the out kill For the mate that drives the doe and the little little cub within the cave it is met it is met it is met the pack answered with one deep crashing bark that sounded in the night like a big tree falling it is met they cried stay with these said mowgli to the four we shall need every tooth feo and akela must make ready the battle i go to count the dogs it is death juan tola cried half rising what can such a hairless one do against the red dog even the striped one remember thou art indeed an outlier mowgli called back but we will speak when the doles are dead good hunting all he hurried off into the darkness wild with excitement Hardly looking where he set foot, and the natural consequence was that he tripped full length over Ka's great coils where the python lay watching a deer path near the river. Kshah, said Ka angrily. Is this jungle work to stamp and tramp and undo a night's hunting, when the game are moving so well, too? The fault was mine, said Mowgli, picking himself up indeed i was seeking thee flathead but each time we meet thou art longer and broader by the length of my arm there is none like thee in the jungle wise old strong and most beautiful ka now whither does this trail lead ka's voice was gentler not a moon since there was a manling with a knife through stones at my head and called me bad little tree-cat names because i lay asleep in the open i and turned every driven deer to all the winds and mowgli was hunting and this same flathead was too deaf to hear his whistle and leave the deer rose free mowgli answered composedly sitting down among the painted coils Now this same manling comes with soft, tickling words to this same flathead, telling him that he is wise and strong and beautiful. And this same old flathead believes and makes a place thus for this same stone-throwing manling. And art thou at ease now? Could Bagheera give thee so good a resting-place? Ka had, as usual, Made a sort of soft half hammock of himself under Mowgli's weight The boy reached out in the darkness and gathered in the supple cable-like neck till Ka's head rested on his shoulder And then he told him all that had happened in the jungle that night Wise I may be said Ka at the end but deaf I surely am Else I should have heard the feel small wonder the eaters of grass are uneasy how many be the dole i have not yet seen i came hot foot to thee thou art older than hathi but oh ka here mowgli wriggled with sheer joy it will be good hunting few of us will see another moon dost thou strike in this Remember thou art a man, and remember what pack cast thee out. Let the wolf look to the dog. Thou art a man. Last year's nuts are this year's black earth, said Mowgli. It is true that I am a man, but it is in my stomach that this night I have said that I am a wolf. I call the river and the trees to remember. I am of the free people, ka." till the dole has gone by free people Ka <laughs> grunted free thieves and thou hast tied thyself into the death knot for the sake of the memory of the dead wolves this is no good hunting it is my word which i have spoken the trees know the river knows till the dole have gone by my word comes not back to me Shh. This changes all trails. I had thought to take thee away with me to the northern marshes, but the word, even the word of a little naked, hairless manling, is the word. Now I, ka say, think well, Flathead, lest thou tie thyself into the death knot also. I need no word from thee, for well I know. Be it so then, said Ka. I will give no word, but what is in thy stomach to do when the Dole come? They must swim, the Waingunga. I thought to meet them with my knife in the shallows, the pack behind me, and so, stabbing and thrusting, we a little might turn them downstream or cool their throats. The Dole do not turn, and their throats are hot, said Ka there will be neither manling nor wolf-cub when that hunting is done but only dry bones ha la la if we die we die it will be most good hunting but my stomach is young and i have not seen many rains i am not wise nor strong hast thou a better plan Ka? i have seen a hundred and a hundred rains herr hathi cast his milk tushes my trail was big in the dust by the first egg i am older than many trees and i have seen all that the jungle has done but this is new hunting said mowgli never before have the dole crossed our trail what is has been what will be is no more than a forgotten year striking backward be still while I count those my years. For a long hour, Mowgli lay back among the coils, while Ka, his head motionless on the ground, thought of all that he had seen and known since the day he came from the egg. The light seemed to go out of his eyes and leave them like stale opals, and now and again he made little stiff passes with his head, right and left, as though he were hunting in his sleep. Mowgli dozed quietly, for he knew that there is nothing like sleep before hunting, and he was trained to take it at any hour of the day or night. Then he felt Ka's back grow bigger and broader below him as the huge python puffed himself out, hissing with the noise of a sword drawn from a steel scabbard i have seen all the dead seasons ka said at last and the great trees and the old elephants and the rocks that were bare and sharp-pointed ere the moss grew art thou still alive manling it is only a little after moonset said mowgli i do not understand Shh! i am again ka i knew it was but a little time now we will go to the river, and I will show thee what is to be done against the Dole. He turned, straight as an arrow, for the main stream of the Waingunga plunged in a little above the pool that hid the Peace Rock, Mowgli at his side. Nay, do not swim. I go swiftly. My back, little brother." Mowgli tucked his left arm round Ka's neck, dropped his right close to his body, and straightened his feet. Then Ka breasted the current as he alone could, and the ripple of the checked water stood up in a frill round Mowgli's neck, and his feet were waved to and fro in the eddy under the python's lashing sides. A mile or two above the peace rock, the wangunga narrows between a gorge of marble rocks from eighty to a hundred feet high and the current runs like a mill-race between them and over all manner of ugly stones but mowgli did not trouble his head about the water little water in the world could have given him a moment's fear he was looking at the gorge on either side and sniffing uneasily for there was a sweetish sour smell in the air very like the smell of a big anthill on a hot day. Instinctively he lowered himself in the water, only raising his head to breathe from time to time, and Ka came to anchor with a double twist of his tail round a sunken rock holding Mowgli in the hollow of a coil while the water raced on. "'This is the place of death,' said the boy. "'Why do we come here?' "'They sleep.' said ka hathi will not turn aside for the striped one yet hathi and the striped one together turn aside for the dole and the dole they say turn aside for nothing and yet for whom do the little people of the rocks turn aside tell me master of the jungle who is the master of the jungle these mowgli whispered It is the place of death let us go nay look well for they are asleep it is as it was when I was not the length of thy arm the split and weather-worn rocks of the gorge of the wangunga had been used since the beginning of the jungle by the little people of the rocks the busy furious black wild bees of India And as Mowgli knew well, all trails turned off half a mile before they reached the gorge. For centuries, the little people had hived and swarmed from cleft to cleft, and swarmed again, staining the white marble with stale honey, and made their combs tall and deep in the dark of the inner caves, where neither man nor beast nor fire nor water had ever touched them. The length of the gorge on both sides was hung as it were with black shimmery velvet curtains And Mowgli sank as he looked for those were the clotted millions of the sleeping bees There were other lumps and festoons and things like decayed tree trunks studded on the face of the rock the old combs of past years or new cities built in the shadow of the windless gorge and huge masses of spongy, rotted trash had rolled down and stuck among the trees and creepers that clung to the rock face. As he listened, he heard more than once the rustle and slide of a honey-coated comb turning over or failing away somewhere in the dark galleries, then a booming of angry wings and the sullen drip, drip, drip of the wasted honey, guttering along till it lipped over some ledge in the open air and sluggishly trickled down on the twigs there was a tiny little beach not five feet broad on one side of the river and that was piled high with the rubbish of uncounted years there were dead bees drones sweepings and stale combs and wings of marauding moths that had strayed in after honey all tumbled in smooth piles of the finest black dust the mere sharp smell of it was enough to frighten anything that had no wings and knew where the little people were ka moved upstream again till he came to a sandy bar at the head of the gorge here is the season's kill said he look On the bank lay the skeletons of a couple of young deer and a buffalo. Mowgli could see that neither wolf nor jackal had touched the bones, which were laid out naturally. "'They came beyond the line. They did not know the law,' murmured Mowgli. "'And the little people kill them. Let us go ere they wake.' "'They do not wake till the dawn,' said Ka.' now i will tell thee a hunted buck from the south many many rains ago came hither from the south not knowing the jungle a pack on his trail being made blind by fear he leaped from above the pack running by sight for they were hot and blind on the trail the sun was high and the little people were many and very angry Many too were those of the pack who leaped into the Wangunga But they were dead ere. They took water Those who did not leap died also in the rocks above But the buck lived How Because he came first running for his life Leaping ere the little people were aware and was in the river when they gathered to kill The pack following was altogether lost under the weight of the little people the buck lived mowgli repeated slowly at least he did not die then though none waited his coming down with a strong body to hold him safe against the water as a certain old fat deaf yellow flathead would wait for a manling yea though there were all the dolays of the deccan on his trail what is in thy stomach kaa's head was close to mowgli's ear and it was a little time before the boy answered it is to pull the very whiskers of death but Ka, thou art indeed the wisest of all the jungle so many have said look now if the dole follow thee assuredly they will follow ho ho i have many little thorns under my tongue to prick their hides if they follow thee hot and blind looking only at thy shoulders those who do not die up above will take water either here or lower down for the little people will rise up and cover them now the Wangunga is hungry water, and they will have no ka to hold them, but will go down, such as live, to the shallows by the Sioni lairs, and there thy pack may meet them by the throat. Ahi, ah, Iwawa, Better could not be till the rains fall in the dry season. There is now only the little matter of the run and the leap i will make me known to the doles so that they shall follow me very closely hast thou seen the rocks above thee from the landward side indeed no that i had forgotten go look it is all rotten ground cut and full of holes one of thy clumsy feet set down without seeing would end the hunt see i leave thee here and for thy sake only i will carry word to the pack that they may know where to look for the dole for myself i am not of one skin with any wolf when Ka disliked an acquaintance he could be more unpleasant than any of the jungle people except perhaps bagheera he swam downstream and opposite the rock he came on Feo and Akela listening to the night noises. sss dogs, he said cheerfully. The dolays will come downstream. If ye be not afraid, ye can kill them in the shallows. When come they? said Feo. And where is my man-cub? said Akela. They come when they come, said Ka. Wait and see as for thy man-cub from whom thou hast taken a word and so laid him open to death thy man-cub is with me and if he be not already dead the fault is none of thine bleached dog wait here for the dole and be glad that the man-cub and i strike on thy side Ka flashed upstream again and moored himself in the middle of the gorge looking upward at the line of the cliff. Presently, he saw Mowgli's head move against the stars, and then there was a whiz in the air, the keen, clear shloop of a body falling feet first, and the next minute the boy was at rest again in the loop of Ka's body. "'It is no leap by night,' said Mowgli quietly. "'I have jumped twice as far for sport,' But that is an evil place above, low bushes and gullies that go down very deep, all full of the little people. I have put big stones one above another by the side of three gullies. These I shall throw down with my feet in running, and the little people will rise up behind me very angry. That is man's talk and man's cunning, said Ka. Thou art wise, but the little people are always angry. Nay, at twilight all wings, near and far, rest for a while. I will play with the Dole at twilight, for the Dole hunts best by day. He follows now one Tola's blood trail. Chiel does not leave a dead ox, nor the Dole the blood trail, said Ka. Then i will make him a new blood-trail of his own blood if i can and give him dirt to eat thou wilt stay here ka till i come again with my doles ay but what if they kill thee in the jungle or the little people kill thee before thou canst leap down to the river when tomorrow comes we will kill for tomorrow," said mowgli quoting a jungle saying and again When I am dead, it is time to sing the death song. Good hunting, Ka. He loosed his arm from the python's neck and went down the gorge like a log in a freshet, paddling toward the far bank, where he found slack water and laughing aloud from sheer happiness. There was nothing Mowgli liked better than, as he himself said, to pull the whiskers of death and make the jungle know that he was their overlord he had often with baloo's help robbed bees nests in single trees and he knew that the little people hated the smell of wild garlic so he gathered a small bundle of it tied it up with a bark string and then followed juan tola's blood trail as it ran southerly from the lairs for some five miles looking at the trees with his head on one side and chuckling as he looked (laughs) Mowgli the Frog have I been said he to himself Mowgli the wolf have I said that I am now Mowgli the ape must I be before I am Mowgli the buck at the end I shall be Mowgli the man ho and he slid his thumb along the 18-inch blade of his knife one Tola's trail all rank with dark blood spots ran under a forest of thick trees that grew close together and stretched away northeastward gradually growing thinner and thinner to within two miles of the bee rocks from the last tree to the low scrub of the bee rocks was open country where there was hardly cover enough to hide a wolf mowgli trotted along under the trees judging distances between branch and branch, occasionally climbing up a tree and taking a trial leap from one tree to another, till he came to the open ground, which he studied very carefully for an hour. Then he turned, picked up one Tola's trail where he had left it, settled himself in a tree with an outrunning branch some eight feet from the ground, and sat still, sharpening his knife on the sole of his foot and singing to himself a little before midday when the sun was very warm he heard the patter of feet and smelt the abominable smell of the dole pack as they trotted pitilessly along juan tola's trail seen from above the red dole does not look half the size of a wolf but mowgli knew how strong his feet and jaws were He watched the sharp bay head of the leader snuffling along the trail and gave him good hunting The brute looked up and his companions halted behind him Scores and scores of red dogs with low hung tails heavy shoulders weak quarters and bloody mouths The Dolays are a very silent people as a rule and they have no manners even in their own jungle fully two hundred must have gathered below him but he could see that the leaders sniffed hungrily on one tola's trail and tried to drag the pack forward that would never do or they would be at the lairs in broad daylight and mowgli meant to hold them under his tree till dusk by whose leave do ye come here said mowgli all jungles are our jungle was the reply and the Dole that gave it bared his white teeth. Mowgli looked down with a smile and imitated perfectly the sharp chitter-chatter of Cheekai, the leaping rat of the Deccan, meaning the Dole's to understand that he considered them no better than Chikai. The pack closed up round the tree trunk, and the leader bayed savagely, calling Mowgli a tree-ape. For an answer, Mowgli stretched down one naked leg and wriggled his bare toes just above the leader's head. That was enough, and more than enough to wake the pack to stupid rage. Those who have hair between their toes do not care to be reminded of it. Mowgli caught his foot away as the leader leaped up and said sweetly, "'Dog, Red Dog,' Go back to the Deccan and eat lizards. Go to Chikai, thy brother. Dog, dog, red red dog. There is hair between every toe. He twiddled his toes a second time. Come down ere we starve thee out, hairless ape, yelled the pack. And this was exactly what Mowgli wanted. He laid himself down along the branch his cheek to the bark his right arm free And there he told the pack what he thought and knew about them their manners their customs their mates and their puppies There is no speech in the world so rancorous and so stinging as the language the jungle people use to show scorn and contempt When you come to think of it, you will see how this must be so. As Mowgli told Ka, he had many little thorns under his tongue, and slowly and deliberately he drove the doles from silence to growls, from growls to yells, and from yells to hoarse slavery ravings. They tried to answer his taunts, but a cub might as well have tried to answer Ka in a rage. And all the while, Mowgli's right hand lay crooked at his side, ready for action, his feet locked round the branch. The big bay leader had leaped many times in the air, but Mowgli dared not risk a false blow. At last, made furious beyond his natural strength, he bounded up seven or eight feet, clear of the ground then mowgli's hand shot out like the head of a tree snake and gripped him by the scruff of his neck and the branch shook with the jar as his weight fell back almost wrenching mowgli to the ground but he never loosed his grip and inch by inch he hauled the beast hanging like a drowned jackal up on the branch with his left hand he reached for his knife and cut off the red bushy tail flinging the dole back to earth again that was all he needed the pack would not go forward on Tola's trail now till they had killed mowgli or mowgli had killed them he saw them settle down in circles with a quiver of the haunches that meant they were going to stay and so he climbed to a higher crotch settled his back comfortably and went to sleep after three or four hours he waked and counted the pack they were all there silent husky and dry with eyes of steel the Sun was beginning to sink in half an hour the little people of the rocks would be ending their labors and as you know the dole does not fight best in the twilight i did not need such faithful watchers he said politely standing up on a branch but i will remember this ye be true dolays but to my thinking over much of one kind for that reason i do not give the big lizard eater his tail again art thou not pleased red dog i myself will tear out thy stomach yelled the leader scratching at the foot of the tree nay but consider wise rat of the deccan there will now be many litters of little tailless red dogs yea with raw red stumps that sting when the sand is hot go home red dog and cry that an ape has done this ye will not go come then with me and i will make you very wise he moved Bander log fashion into the next tree and so on into the next and the next the pack following with lifted hungry heads Now and then he would pretend to fall and the pack would tumble one over the other in their haste to be at the death It was a curious sight the boy with the knife that shone in the low sunlight as it sifted through the upper branches and the silent pack with their red coats all aflame huddling and following below when he came to the last tree he took the garlic and rubbed himself all over carefully and the doles yelled with scorn ape with wolf's tongue dost thou think to cover thy scent they said we follow to the death he had slipped down the tree trunk and headed like the wind in bare feet for the bee rocks before the Dole saw what he would do they gave one deep howl and settled down to the long lobbing canter that can at the last run down anything that runs mowgli knew their pack pace to be much slower than that of the wolves or he would never have risked a two-mile run in full sight They were sure that the boy was theirs at last, and he was sure that he held them to play with as he pleased. All his trouble was to keep them sufficiently hot behind him to prevent their turning off too soon. He ran cleanly, evenly, and springingly, the tailless leader not five yards behind him, and the pack, trailing out over perhaps a quarter of a mile of ground, crazy and blind with the rage of slaughter so he kept his distance by ear reserving his last effort for the rush across the bee rocks the little people had gone to sleep in the early twilight for it was not the season of late blossoming flowers but as mowgli's first footfalls rang hollow on the hollow ground he heard a sound as though all the earth were humming then he ran as he had never run in his life before spurred aside one two three of the piles of stones into the dark sweet-smelling gullies heard a roar like the roar of the sea in a cave saw with the tail of his eye the air grow dark behind him saw the current of the waingunga far below and a flat diamond-shaped head in the water leaped outward with all his strength, the tailless Dole snapping at his shoulder in mid-air, and dropped feet-first to the safety of the river, breathless and triumphant. There was not a sting upon him, for the smell of the garlic had checked the little people for just the few seconds that he was among them. When he rose, Ka's coils were steadying him and things were bounding over the edge of the cliff great lumps it seems of clustered bees falling like plummets but before any lump touched the water the bees flew upward and the body of a dole whirled downstream overhead they could hear the furious short yells that were drowned in a roar like breakers the roar of the wings of the little people of the rocks some of the doles, too, had fallen into the gullies that communicated with the underground caves, and there choked and fought and snapped among the tumbled honeycombs, and at last, borne up even when they were dead on the heaving waves of bees beneath them, shot out of some hole in the river face to roll over on the black rubbish heaps. There were doles who had leaped short into the trees on the cliffs and the bees blotted out their shapes. But the greater number of them, maddened by the stings, had flung themselves into the river, and, as Ka said, the Waingunga was hungry water. Ka held Mowgli fast till the boy had recovered his breath. "'We may not stay here,' he said. "'The little people are roused indeed. Come.' swimming low and diving as often as he could mowgli went down the river knife in hand slowly slowly said ka one tooth does not kill a hundred unless it be a cobra's and many of the dolays took water swiftly when they saw the little people rise the more work for my knife then fie how the little people follow mowgli sank again The face of the water was blanketed with wild bees buzzing sullenly and stinging all they found. "'Nothing was ever lost by silence,' said Ka. "'No sting could penetrate his scales. "'And thou hast all the long night for the hunting. "'Hear them howl!' nearly half the pack had seen the trap their fellows rushed into and Turning sharp aside had flung themselves into the water where the gorge broke down in steep banks Their cries of rage and their threats against the tree ape who had brought them to their shame Mixed with the yells and growls of those who had been punished by the little people to remain ashore was death and every dole knew it their pack was swept along the current down to the deep eddies of the peace pool. But even there the angry little people followed and forced them to the water again. Mowgli could hear the voice of the tailless leader bidding his people hold on and kill out every wolf in Sione. But he did not waste his time in listening. "'One kills in the dark behind us,' snapped Daedole. "'Here is tainted water.' Mowgli had dived forward like an otter twitched a struggling Dole underwater before he could open his mouth and Dark rings rose as the body plopped up turning on its side the Dole's tried to turn but the current prevented them and The little people darted at the heads and ears and they could hear the challenge of the Sioni pack growing louder and deeper in the gathering darkness again mowgli dived and again a dole went under and rose dead and again the clamor broke out at the rear of the pack some howling that it was best to go ashore others calling on their leader to lead them back to the deccan and others bidding mowgli show himself and be killed they come to the fight with two stomachs and several voices said ka the rest is with thy brethren below yonder the little people go back to sleep. They have chased us far. Now I, too, turn back, for I am not of one skin with any wolf. Good hunting, little brother, and remember the dole bites low. A wolf came running along the bank on three legs, leaping up and down, laying his head sideways close to the ground, hunching his back and breaking high into the air as though he were playing with his cubs. It was Juan Tola, the outlier, and he said never a word, but continued his horrible sport beside the doles. They had been long in the water now and were swimming wearily, their coats drenched and heavy, their bushy tails dragging like sponges, so tired and shaking that they too were silent, watching the pair of blazing eyes that moved abreast. (sighs) "'This is no good hunting,' said one, panting. "'Good hunting,' said Mowgli as he rose boldly at the brute's side and sent the long knife home behind the shoulder pushing hard to avoid his dying snap art thou there man cub said wantola across the water ask of the dead outlier mowgli replied have none come downstream i have filled these dogs mouths with dirt i have tricked them in the broad daylight and their leader lacks his tail. But here be some few for thee still. Whither shall I drive them?' "'I will wait,' said wantola "'The night is before me.' Nearer and nearer came the bay of the Sione Wolves. "'For the pack, for the full pack, it is met!' And a bend in the river drove the doles forward among the sands and shoals opposite the lairs. Then they saw their mistake. They should have landed half a mile higher up and rushed the wolves on dry ground. Now it was too late. The bank was lined with burning eyes, and except for the horrible fial that had never stopped since sundown, there was no sound in the jungle. It seemed as though Tola were fawning on them to come ashore and turn and take hold said the leader of the doles the entire pack flung themselves at the shore threshing and squattering through the shoal water till the face of the wangunga was all white and torn and the great ripples went from side to side like bow waves from a boat mowgli followed the rush stabbing and slicing as the doles huddled together rushed up the river beach in one wave Then the long fight began, heaving and straining and splitting and scattering and narrowing and broadening along the red wet sands and over and between the tangled tree roots and through and among the bushes and in and out of the grass clumps, for even now the doles were two to one. But they met wolves fighting for all that made the pack. And not only the short, high, deep-chested, white-tusked hunters of the pack, but the anxious-eyed Lahinis, the she-wolves of the lair, as the saying is, fighting for their litters, with here and there a yearling wolf, his first coat still half woolly, tugging and grappling by their sides. A wolf, you must know, flies at the throat or snaps at the flank, while a dole by preference bites at the belly. So when the Dole's were struggling out of the water and had to raise their heads, the odds were with the wolves On dry land the wolves suffered But in the water or ashore Mowgli's knife came and went without ceasing The four had worried their way to his side Gray brother crouched between the boy's knees was protecting his stomach while the others guarded his back and either side or stood over him when the shock of a leaping, yelling Dole, who had thrown himself full on the steady blade, bore him down. For the rest, it was one tangled confusion, a locked and swaying mob that moved from right to left and from left to right along the bank, and also ground round and round slowly on its own center here would be a heaving mound like a water blister in a whirlpool which would break like a water blister and throw up four or five mangled dogs each striving to get back to the center here would be a single wolf borne down by two or three doles laboriously dragging them forward and sinking the while here a yearling cub would be held up by the pressure round him though he had been killed early while his mother crazed with dumb rage, rolled over and over, snapping and passing on. And in the middle of the thickest press, perhaps one wolf and one Dole, forgetting everything else, would be maneuvering for first hold till they were whirled away by a rush of furious fighters. Once Mowgli passed Akela, a Dole on either flank, and his all but toothless jaws closed over the loins of a third, and once he saw Feo, his teeth set in the throat of Adole, tugging the unwilling beast forward till the yearlings could finish him. But the bulk of the fight was blind flurry and smother in the dark. Hit, trip, and tumble, yelp, groan, and worry, 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 round him and behind him and above him. As the night wore on, the quick giddy-go-round motion increased. The doles were cowed and afraid to attack the stronger wolves, but did not yet dare to run away. Mowgli felt that the end was coming soon, and contented himself with striking merely to cripple. The yearlings were growing bolder. There was time now and again to breathe and pass a word to a friend, and the mere flicker of the knife would sometimes turn a dog aside. "'The meat is very near the bone.' Gray Brother yelled. He was bleeding from a score of flesh wounds. But the bone is yet to be cracked, said Mowgli. "'Yawa! Thus we do in the jungle. The red blade ran like a flame along the side of a Dole, whose hind quarters were hidden by the weight of a clinging wolf. My kill! snorted the wolf through his wrinkled nostrils. Leave him to me is thy stomach still empty outlier said mowgli juan tola was fearfully punished but his grip had paralyzed the dole who could not turn round and reach him by the bull that bought me said mowgli with a bitter laugh it is the tailless one and indeed it was the big bay-colored leader it is not wise to kill cubs and lahinis "'Mowgli went on philosophically, wiping the blood out of his eyes. "'Unless one has also killed the outlier. "'And it is in my stomach that this Tola kills thee.' "'Adole leaped to his leader's aid, "'but before his teeth had found Tola's flank, "'Mowgli's knife was in his throat, "'and Gray Brother took what was left. "'And thus we do in the jungle,' said Mowgli juan tola said not a word only his jaws were closing and closing on the backbone as his life ebbed the dole shuddered his head dropped and he lay still and juan tola dropped above him huh the blood debt is paid said mowgli sing the song juan tola he hunts no more said gray brother and akela too is silent this long time the bone is cracked thundered phao son of phaona they go kill kill out o hunters of the free people dole after dole was slinking away from those dark and bloody sands to the river to the thick jungle upstream or downstream as he saw the road clear the debt the debt Shouted Mowgli, pay the debt! they have slain the lone wolf. Let not a dog go. He was flying to the river, knife in hand to check any dole who dared to take water when from under a mound of nine dead, rose Akela's head in four quarters, and Mowgli dropped on his knees beside the lone wolf said I not it would. Be my last fight akela gasped it is good hunting and thou little brother i live having killed many even so i die and i would i would die by thee little brother mowgli took the terrible scarred head on his knees and put his arms round the torn neck It is long since the old days of Shere Khan, and a man-cub that rolled naked in the dust. Nay, nay, I am a wolf. I am of one skin with the free people, Mowgli cried. It is no will of mine that I am a man. Thou art a man, little brother, wolfling of my watching. Thou art a man, or else the pack had fled before the Dole my life i owe to thee and today thou hast saved the pack even as once i saved thee has thou forgotten all debts are paid now go to thine own people i tell thee again i of my eye this hunting is ended go to thine own people i will never go i hunt alone in the jungle i have said it after the summer comes the rains and after the rains comes the spring go back before thou art driven who will drive me mowgli will drive mowgli go back to thy people go to man when mowgli drives mowgli i will go mowgli answered There is no more to say, said Akela. Little brother, canst thou raise me to my feet? I also was a leader of the free people. Very carefully and gently, Mowgli lifted the bodies aside and raised Akela to his feet, both arms round him, and the lone wolf drew a long breath and began the death song that a leader of the pack should sing when he dies it gathered strength as he went on lifting and lifting and ringing far across the river till it came to the last good hunting and akela shook himself clear of mowgli for an instant and leaping into the air fell backward dead upon his last and most terrible kill Mowgli sat with his head on his knees Careless of anything else while the remnant of the flying Dole's were being overtaken and run down by the merciless lahinis Little by little the cries died away and the wolves returned limping as their wounds stiffened to take stock of the losses Fifteen of the pack as well as half a dozen lahinis lay dead by the river and of the others not one was unmarked and mowgli sat through it all till the cold daybreak when phao's wet red muzzle was dropped in his hand and mowgli drew back to show the gaunt body of akela good hunting said phao as though akela were still alive and then over his bitten shoulder to the others howl dogs a wolf has died tonight but of all the pack of two hundred fighting doles, whose boast was that all jungles were their jungle, and that no living thing could stand before them, not one returned to the Deccan to carry that word End of Red Dog By Rudyard Kipling